It's very funny. In theater school, we actually spent almost all of the um, four years of my degree program learning how to breathe. You think, well, isn't breathing easy? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, it is something we do auto- automa- automatically. It's part of our autonomic system, but it's also something we have conscious control over. But more than that, it's a way that our body and our subconscious can communicate with us. Again, they don't speak in linear ways, but if you begin to learn their language in one of that common language between our conscious intellect at 10% and, and the rest of ourselves is the breath. So, um, to talk about the breath, I have to talk about fight, flight, and freeze. Uh, many people have heard about it, but it's the, the mode we go into when we're in life and death situations. And we tend to do that in our society, regardless of whether there is an actual bear coming for us. Um, but how that expresses in the breath um, is quite unique and quite interesting. So um, fight tends to be um, a, a kind of a huff. And you'll hear, um, uh, like a dog will do it, and they'll, and they'll tend to add a bark to it. Um, when we do it, we tend to add words to it, and we tend to add angry words to it, but it tends to um, be on a, on a similar kind of a huff. Um, when we're talking about freeze, we're talking about either holding the breath or high, shallow breathing. And, and, and that's sort of high up in the chest, in, in the lungs. And um, that's so that a predator doesn't see us. Uh, fawns do that, you know, when their mums are away. And then you've got flea. And flea, we tend to hyperventilate. We're hyperoxygenating in, in the preparation to run. And if we don't need those breaths, then what they tend to do is lower cognition, change a bunch of the metabolic functions in our body, and, um, and, and, and in general, escalate anxiety, especially if there is not actually a physical threat. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, I have uh, what I call three back pocket breaths. They're way to, ways to reset the breath because when you're in those modes, you can't think. Again, I was saying it lowers cognition. You can't think and you can't make yourself not be in those modes. But what you can do is communicate back with your body um, in the language that it speaks. And that's you know, regaining a calm, centered breath. So one of them is a sigh. <sighs> that can reset the breath. One is a yawn. And you might think, how? How would I make myself yawn? Um, interestingly, all you need to do is uh, think. I, uh, I think yawn on the inside of my skull. If I just picture the word yawn, <sighs> and I tend to... The other one is a hum. And I say a hum because you can do it quietly if you're in an environment where other people are around. But if you're not and you feel comfortable where you are, you can sing. Um, when you're singing or humming, you cannot have any of those stress breaths. It's not possible. And so when you employ those back pocket breaths, the body goes, huh, maybe there's not a bear and it rethinks its strategy. Now, the longer you're meditating, the more you're likely to be able to access um, a, a calm, centered breath uh, more instinctively. It'll, it'll come to you quick, more quickly. But in the meantime, you have back pocket breaths. Now, 
well, what is the breath? We think, oh, it's just the lungs. It's actually not. Um, I was taught in theater school, actually I taught way before theater school by vocal teachers that you employ the whole of your torso, the whole of your torso moves in a healthy breath. Um, sometimes I'll use the visualization of like a beach ball, like if your whole torso is, you know, enveloped by a beach ball and it was expanding and contracting. Um, there is a really cool breath that you do on threes where you, you, and you can use your hand, you put your hand on your, um, on your lower abdomen, about three fingers below your belly button and expand like a wave up through your torso, up to the top of your lungs. And then you pause for three and then on three you release, but you, you do it in reverse. Like you're Everything's big, like the upper chest releases, then the mid body, then the lower abdomen, and then you hold for three. And why you're holding for three is so you don't hyperventilate. You will hyperoxygenate. Um, and, and that's a nice breath to be able to access. And, and the more you practice, the easier it is to access that. But again, slow and slow and, and gentle. You'll hear me in the meditation CD talk very slowly. You know, thinking, why is she talking so slowly? Um, because when I talk, I can't breathe. And when I breathe, um, especially when I'm facilitating, then we tend to breathe, you know, with a facilitator. It's something I was taught in theater school about how we, we interact as a group. And I'll talk a little more about that later. But um, the, the gist of it is because I can't breathe in while I'm talking, I'll often um, speak on a kind of sing song to encourage you to to keep going with a nice ebb and flow of your breath. So I'll sound something like, and breathe, and release, and with each breath, give yourself permission so it's a it's a it's a little bit of an odd sing song but um it's funny it turned out to be so effective um one of my uh, a contact i had he wanted to bring it into his medical practice the cd and so he was just listening to, he was just doing dishes. I didn't know to say, don't do dishes at the time, <laughs> uh, but he was fine. He wasn't using a blender or anything, but he was doing dishes and he just had it playing. And, and he and his roommate had just gotten a, uh, a rescue dog, which was uh, incredibly anxious, um, obviously been through some difficult times. And, and he looked over and realized that the dog was watching the CD player. And, and stayed watching it the whole time. And so they took to leaving it on when they went out because it would um, help the dog stay calm um, when it was uh, alone. It was separation anxiety was sort of settling, you know, for him. And, and I thought that was adorable. Um, and so uh, while I will give the conscious mind active things to do, it's not the most important part of the meditation. That's a conversation that's happening with the body, with the subconscious, with you having those conversations with yourself. Um, and, and it's going to be as unique as you are, as individual as you are. So uh, I'm going to do the next section. So here goes. <laughs> 